welcome to the Creature Cast, the official console creatures podcast. I'm back. My name is David Petrangelo, and I'll be here as one of your hosts to this journey of all things video games. Steve is not able to join us this week, but it is myself and Bobby. Bobby, I'm happy to be back, man. How are you? I'm good. What about you? I am. Uh, I'm. I'm relaxed, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk too much about it because I don't want to brag. But it was a nice vacation. And that's it. But I did play. I did play some games, so I have stuff to talk about. I'm not coming with it with a blank slate, which is nice. <laughs> I don't know how this vacation would be any better if there were not games involved. Because like exactly, really, that's the whole point exactly. of vacation to me is going to play games. <laughs> I mean, so. I say I did nothing, but I did play a decent amount of games. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that. What we've been uh, what we've been playing over the last week. Um, I listened to uh, the episode that you guys recorded from last week. Very interested in the in this whole Minecraft situation. I had no idea what it was, just like it sounds like you guys didn't. And uh, it may be one of those like downloads, and then one day I'll pick it up and start playing it. But great discussion if anyone hasn't heard that. So that's uh, that's from last week's episode. Uh, Steve and Bobby talked about uh, Minecraft Legends. Now I got the name wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah, Legends. There it is. That is the right name. <laughs> that is the right name. Um, also, just want to say up front because I always forget to do this up front. Check out our YouTube page. Our YouTube page has this podcast on there in video form. If you also want to see us talk about games and some clips of the games that we're talking about, because sometimes, you know, we reference visuals and things like that. At least you can you can see it while we're talking about it as well. And some gameplay videos and everything as well. So, OK, but without further ado, let's talk about some of the stuff we've been playing, sir. Um, I'll go first because I wasn't here last week and because it's a review that's up on consolecreatures.com right now. And it's a yep. game I think lots of people should play and is potentially could be one of those silent uh, top, you know, 10 games of the year kind of thing. At least it's it like so it. far for me. Yeah, that is Dredge. Dredge is not um, Dread. Dredge. Not, not Dread. Dredge. Okay. Yeah, it is. Um, it's sort of presented as like a horror thriller fishing game. That's kind of what the marketing kind of was around it. When you look up trailers and things like that, and that's the gist of what you're doing. But dredge is sort of a dark uh, exploration and mini RPG, I would say. So you are a fisherman. You are on a small sort of tugboat where you have a couple of fishing rods and a net and things you can catch crabs with. Uh, you know, to sort of fill up your boat and sell them to make some money. Very simple, like overall, I guess, goal that kind of keeps mm. you going at first. But there's so much more underneath the surface, <laughs> uh, the water surface. Um, I will just throw out puns constantly because it seems to always work with this game. Um, that like there's so, like... yeah, there's there's so much more going on in this. There's like supernatural things there's a lot of like really strange characters untold stories and backgrounds there's sort of science fiction stuff i mentioned sort of a horror feel things get really dark and you start seeing things um it's it's really interesting you're always only controlling the fishing boat that you have right. and you're just going from you know little town to little town that are on these small islands and a big massive map that has some you know open areas that you can drive across and fish and things like that and there's people sort of you know asking you to do tasks for them oh hey help me with this and oh hey can you catch a fish so you can help feed our town or hey i lost this thing on a shipwreck can you go get it for me it starts with that and then on your journey there and back or even with this person that you're talking to 
some really strange stuff starts happening and it's very um at first the game feels like it might be rooted in reality and it definitely is not and that makes the story the characters the world dark but mm -hmm. also um and very very interesting so there's a lot of stuff you can explore just through the story and the characters you meet but also right. just the map itself and the waters themselves and the little islands and everything themselves you never get off your boat like i mentioned but you still sort of explore the area and man i i sat you know I, I sat on the lawn chair by the pool on vacation playing this game for hours it was awesome i love this game i think it is really really great um it controls really well uh it sounds amazing it has a really good art style that has like a mix between sort of like this cg type of look that you would see in you know an animated movie and also hand-drawn characters and and fish and and creatures that you catch right. and it's sort of like this really interesting balance and it's all sort of like shaded around these like with dark corners and really thick outlines and everything so it all feels like it's very much drawn on paper and sort of gives it a little bit of an extra creepy feel and um it's really fun uh the, the other thing is that the main sort of gameplay hook of it i guess is when you're catching something you see like ripples in the water i think they call it um unsettled waters i think is sort of like right. what they sort of call it in the game you just press x a depending on what console you're playing it on and the fishing line immediately drops and you can immediately start catching the fish. You don't have to sit there like other fishing games and be like, I got to wait for that nibble. Got to wait for that nibble. Oh, I missed it. Ah, oh, shit. There it goes. Right. Ah, damn. I hate, I hate that in fishing games. I don't know about you, but man, like <laughs> it's so, no, it's, nice. <laughs> it takes, I don't, I don't want to say the fun, but like it, it's, it slows the pace down. Maybe I would say. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. More than anything. Yeah. But, especially yeah, totally like what you're saying. Yeah, especially like a game like I know it's definitely not a main part of the game, but a game like Hades, which is like so chaotic and so fast, they have fishing in there. You just sort of get extra little items and things you can unlock with it. But when you're fishing, literally the whole game just stops. You have to wait for a nibble. You have to press X right at the right time. And then maybe you get something good. And it's like, OK, well, was that worth it? I don't know. I'd rather just go to the next stage and start fighting. Yeah, exactly. Dredge is a much like slower type of game, but it's still it always keeps the pace and the time going because you just immediately press the button and then like a little mini game pops up on the left side of the screen. So it's always right. like a circular, um, I, I guess, interactive space where your line kind of goes around in a circle and you have to hit it sort of like a timing event, sort of like a quick time type of idea right at the right time. And then your line gets closer and closer to the surface. It You won't lose the fish, but you will catch it faster, essentially is what it is. Um, and then you get it and you put it in your inventory and you sort of do a little bit of inventory management uh, a la Resident Evil style. But you can expand your inventory as it goes on. You get more money. You discover new fish. Some fish have like really weird supernatural things like they have three heads or it's just a skeleton or and you have to figure out why it's like that. And you can only find things at certain times of day in certain areas of the map and all these little things that you don't expect when you first start because it's not right. really laid out for you but you slow they trickle down all the story in the world world building based on what you discover on your own and that's why i think this game is great is because it creates atmosphere and allows you to explore at your own pace um and it's great dredge is an awesome game i played it on switch it was great on handheld i would say the one thing on the on handheld with switch is that the text is pretty small 
Um, that's the only disadvantage. And I didn't find an option, at least when I was playing, uh, for making the text a little bit larger. So depending on what kind of player you are and how good your eyes are or are not, that may be a little right. bit of a thing, but that's the only disadvantage to it. But it, but it works great as, as a handheld game. You can just pause it, press power and switch, put it away, pick it back up, and you'll it's be fine. It's a bite-sized game, off. basically. I, I like that. Yeah, you can play it bite-sized for sure because it goes on day cycles. And right. um, and the day cycle is sort of part of what you need to manage through the game too, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a constant ticking clock where like, oh, it's nighttime. Oh, well, you screwed up. It's over now. Um, you you can you can just constantly play and just pause at any time. And it's great. So um, I highly recommend Dredge. I, I know there's lots of games coming out between now and the end of the year but this is going to be at least in discussion for my top games of the year i really really enjoyed it um yeah it sounds great i mean really what more could you ask for i mean it's got i mean the fishing thing is cool and all, but i like the the world building more than anything like i like games that build world through uh, not inherently threatening your face i guess kind of like dark yeah. souls does yep and that's what you're that's what you're kind of telling me it kind of does it just builds the lore through just you know you exploring and i love that so like that alone caught my interest so like i'm i'm probably gonna check it out as soon as i get some time with my steam deck yes oh because, yeah it would, it would yeah. yeah steam deck would It'd be better great. on steam deck um, just because you can magnify like you can press i think it's like there's like uh the steam button l1 you can magnify text if the game's too small on the screen yep i'm kind of surprised the switch doesn't allow you to do it would be nice. I mean, the the cool thing about this game is whether the text is too small, too bit, like perfect, like whatever it is, it's pretty minimalist when it comes to the UI, which I enjoy. So you can really look at your surroundings and really see what's happening around you. The yeah. text really only pops up like when the game stopped. So it's not like you feel like you need to read something really quickly and it's too small and anything. It, like once the, the UI, once you're done fishing or talking to someone, Right. The screen is essentially like just just the boat and then a couple little things on the side and like that's it. And like the the sort of night day cycle, which is at the very top right. of the screen. It's very minimal and it's great. It's absolutely great, um, which is cool because it looks awesome. The lighting is amazing. The sound effects are awesome. The The water effects, which is a really big part since you're always on the water, they look great even on a small switch screen. I can't imagine what they'll look like on a more powerful machine. Um, yeah, seriously it's it's great it, it's really really fun it's easy to sink a lot of time into it and not realize oh shit there goes 45 minutes um it's uh it's really good it's really really great so yeah if you get if you get a chance to, to try it i think after you like play it for a couple hours i was like absolutely hooked i would anticipate a lot of people would would be in that same <laughs> in that right. same boat as well so um yeah I really puns it. are usually the pretty easiest to, to reel in so like yeah just <laughs> Throw them out. Just, throw just them toss out. it out there. See what happens. <laughs> no, it's cool. I'm definitely gonna check it out. It's, it's I actually just put it on my wish list just because I want it. But yeah, it's I like excellent. I like small games like this. Like it's just it's a nice way to I don't know break the monotonousness of like these you know big budget AAA games these days. It's just it's so much. Yeah, you get to play the 100%. same game over and over. Like you get these little small indie games like Dredge or. Or uh, what was the last one you did? There's a couple you did that recently. Um, oh yeah. Uh, oh my god. What was the one <laughs> I just played? You literally just did that? one a couple couple weeks ago. That was like 
I, I actually went and bought it. Oh, geez. Oh, Curse of the Sea Rats. That was good. It was a little bit longer. Uh, that was there for sure. That was that's a great game. That's really fun. So I highly recommend that. Um, and then you and, did... and Chia, but Chia is also a larger game. But still, like the, the, the vibe of all three of those games are are a great, like you said, sort of like breath of fresh air from the typical stuff, I would say, or at least a lot of the triple A stuff. So um Oh, yeah, those... wrench, like stuff like that, like Clyro Wrench. Oh. Like I, I, I still want to play. That. I know it's n- like it was kind of like a mixed bag free, but like games like that, like they, br- they're they're great way to clean your palate. Yes, yes, for sure. That's what it was. Yeah, I was thinking about like yeah. what game was like because a banjo kind of. Sp- uh, I don't want to say yeah, the banjo kazooie like, kind. Yeah, yeah. So games for like Dredge, that. if anyone's interested, uh, we're saying that it's oh, it's it's a small indie game, and it is you know it's pretty like lower scale, I would say, but done really really well i had i ran into absolutely zero bugs any issues nothing um it says on my switch played for quote 10 hours or more so 10 and a half 11 hours something like that is probably what it took me that sounds fair and that's that's just to like yeah that's to complete the story and do a decent amount of the side stuff there was more to discover there's literally over 120 or 110 different types of creatures that you can fish and and discover and i think i got somewhere in the 90s um and that was around 10 to 11 hours so it's it's a pretty good and reasonable size if anyone's looking for something like that until you know whatever until zelda comes out or something like that you know or star wars or something so um that's i highly recommend it um but bobby you've been playing something that i want to actually ask you about because you've been playing the next dead island game and I said this before we hit record, but I am like, I know almost nothing about either of these games. I just remember the marketing being a big thing for the first one yeah. and then it getting like mixed reviews, I would say, from what I remember. And then yep. because That's I never really paid attention to the first one, I didn't really pay attention to the second. Tell us about Dead Island 2. <laughs> so you don't need to know much about Dead Island 2. Uh, okay. Thankfully, you know, they're starting fresh and given the very very tumultuous uh development cycle yeah i think it's probably the best to keep it fresh sure keep it clean and basically um the build up in dead island is basically i mean it's a zombie game so don't go in expecting uh god of war storytelling or like something of that caliber it's it's a zombie game you're basically going around bashing zombies but it depends on your character so like the thing with dead island is these games always had like a group of characters you could pick from. They all have their own backstories. They all have their own special abilities. It really depends on who you, who kind of resonate with. For me, I picked Ryan who I actually thought was a firefighter, but it was about like 10 hours where I figured out it was actually a gigolo. So like I, I picked the firefighter <laughs> thinking he's the most like competent one or, you know, he's, I just liked his character, but no, he's a stripper slash gigolo who's looking for his brother. And basically, so he's dressed up as like a firefighter. Is that he's the idea? a firefighter? I thought it was legitimate because he had the shirt, he had everything. And I'm nice. like, this guy looks cool. And then, yeah, it turns out I was wrong. But um, I like the game a lot more than the reviews are kind of selling. I know it's like reviewing sixes and sevens, uh, mostly sevens, which is pretty good. Seven yep. is a good score. So, yep, I don't know anybody who who thinks seven's bad, but like it's it's a good game. But I mean. I like the zombie bashing stuff. Like it's 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 just something I can play while I'm watching a show or like if I'm doing something in the background. I don't have to worry about focusing too much on the story because it's mm. it's just like 
the thing with the Dead Island is they they kind of they. I don't want to say they shrunk down the scope, but they 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 reworked it. So I mean, Dead Island One was open world. Dead Island Two is uh, hubs like hubs. So basically, you'd have like Beverly Hills, which is one hub. It's a pretty decent sized map. I like that. Yeah, I like the sort of hub setup. I like that. I, I prefer to open world because it lets you focus on that section. It lets you uh, go through the collectibles, go through. Yep. Like basically, the setup is you go to the maps. So like I said, you go to Beverly Hills, for example. You have to either. You can do your side quest. You can do the main missions. You can uh, explore for fuse boxes, which give you like special items, uh, power ups, um, all that, all that jazz. So like it, it, it breaks up the monotonous of going to the open world and just flesh ex- exploring everything. So, right, that in itself is one thing I like better. The combat is probably the biggest improvement because it's 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 a lot more gory than the first one. It's probably the goriest game I've played in a long time. Really, I don't know if you kind of looked at the marketing, but they had like a flat. Uh, it's called the Flesh System, which no, I actually I didn't see that part. I, I saw some trailers, but they were like you know cinematics and doesn't doesn't do much. It, those for those me. things do no justice. So basically, yeah. the Flesh System is called the Fully lo- Locational Evisceration System for Humanoids, and basically, <laughs> it's a procedural system that's applied to every enemy. So look, depending on where you hit them and with what you hit them with it reacts to, to that weapon. So if you hit them with a mace, okay. it, it'll crush their, their skin and it'll flatten it and it'll keep pulver- if you keep pulverizing, it'll just flatten until it explodes. If you go with a machete, you can see it when you slash like it 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 it, it mix it mimics the slash patterns, uh, the way you're slashing. And the harder you slash, like you're gonna pull the skin off, you're gonna pull the muscle, and you can see it dangling there as you're hitting it. So it's very, very realistic in oh, that sense. Man. <laughs> and you can do some really nasty things with it. So, like for example, if you want to deal with a zombie that's rushing at you, you could throw your sword at them if you have a sword, and it, it impale them wherever you hit them. So it'll slow them down. And then you can pull out your your mace. Or my personal thing was the the bow sticks. Like I, I found a bow, like Donatello's bow. And I would just beat back like 10, 10 to 12 zombies at a time with it. You would just hit them over and over and over. And you would see just blood shooting out of all of them from every angle. So you're covered in blood. And they did a really good job with making it feel like a very gruesome zombie game. So that's kind of what, what the biggest pull for me is, is the combat. And it, it, they, they excelled at that. I know that I'm hearing mixed reviews on that. But like I think it's probably the best zombie. It, it flows well and everything. Like it doesn't feel like too janky when you're doing no, a lot because it so, sounds like there's so a lot of responsive. it's responsive that's my okay. favorite thing it's, it's so responsive yeah. Depend, you, they they give you the freedom to to deal with zombies in a bunch of ways so like i, I right. can't remember the first one too much like there were environmental things that you could do where you could like pour water on the floor and then have the zombies come to you and shock them but in this one here it they elevated that so you still have that but you will have uh, like jerry cans where you can like pour water now and make patterns and like plan where you want to t- pull the zombies so if you want to like plan a pa- right like if you want to like three step bump so if you want to pour like one one area with water and then have the sh- like a like a light drop on that fixture there and electric that area and then the second area you can pour uh, oil which will light them on fire as they come after you that and it just gives you the free, there's a lot of environmental risks and hazards and they just they, they elevate it to the point where you need to use those to to deal with zombies because there there's a lot more this time there's easily six or seven up to eight nine even uh, groups of zombies attacking you at all times and 
it's just it's just it's it's a very satisfying game to me. It's just like I know it's it's very mindless, like a zombie, but like you're you're able to just like beat these things to death, and it's rewarding in itself. That's the coolest yeah. part about the game for but me. If, but like if if it feels good like this, like to me, what always felt, even though it's a very different engine, it's like what. 14 years old at this point like left for dead always really worked for me with just the way maybe it was more like the setup and the back and forth and stuff like that sort of style was it but it felt good to me regardless whether i was playing as an infected or whether i was playing as a human or you know offline online whatever single player multiplayer or something uh it sounds like this it just as long as it feels good and it flows well then you're gonna have a good time even if it feels like you said like a little bit mindless it it, that's the best thing about it is like it's just it it's something you can just put on at night and, you know, not spend take too three or four hours. Yeah, spend three yeah. or four hours while you're catching up on your podcast or whatever. And like that's what I like about it. Um, there's a couple of changes they did. So they got they did away with Skull Tree's uh, Dam Buster Studio, which I actually think is a great idea. So instead of what you're doing now is using skill cards like uh, like in card brawlers. So like you'll find random skill cards um, spread out through Beverly Hills or Bel Air or the, you actually go through a, a studio lot in the movie in, in Hollywood Hills and you're going through like um, a back alley and then you're going through like an Aztec forest and then you're going through um, the third room I think was like a 1930s like gangster movie like it's cool so nice. you go through all these movie <laughs> sets and you're fighting zombies and you're laying traps for them yeah. and you're finding skill cards as you're fighting them so like one white um, might one improve your stamina the other one might give you health on impact so if you're about to get hit you can parry them you'll you'll get your health back and then you can do like triple earth or even four times the damage just by equipping this card are, are these can, like for just that mission or how long no, do these so, things you know, last no so the, yeah they come with you they're, as soon as you uh, unlock them they're there with you to the end of the game but like there's just so many like i'm finding i'm still finding them like the, nice. by by the end of the the 27 hours of the campaign like i was still finding cards that are really cool like there's still things i haven't discovered but there's other ones that like that you can throw uh electrified ninja stars you can throw uh, <laughs> chem you can throw like chemical bombs you can throw mo- molotovs you can do all this and then like you add these skill cards that like extend the fire duration or right or, modifies like, um, those things yeah yeah, yeah like it's, it's stuff like that so it's a cool system nice. like the skill trees are a great noble like i like that the fact that you can mix and match all these skill cards to make you know your own personal like survivor or slayers they're called in this game right it, it, it shakes up a lot of things because so there's every just a lot single of card yeah it, so it kind of reminds me a little bit um it's different system because it's only like per run essentially but back for blood had that the card system thing yeah. where like you know you can kind of build your set per run and then as a team you sort of say oh i have this bonus why don't you take that bonus like that i really like that aspect of that game those all temporary so this if it sticks with you are you ever finding the same card twice and it sort of like multiplies i don't don't think it does i i've never found anything of that it's there are cards that are kind of similar so like they might do some so they might look similar but they might have like a different like um i guess like resistance or like uh differently a different genre like not even genre like um one might do the same thing but it might do one for fire or one for for chemical or one for a shock so like they're they're similar enough to that to that point but yeah that's cool that's fun it's cool like i i like it it it's a stunning game i i know that um there's a lot of contention it's a you unreal engine 4 game so like 
for what it is, it's it's a gorgeous game on PlayStation Five. Like I've had, it looks no good in the trailers, even like all the gameplay trailers and stuff, especially in screenshots. Like for sure, it looks it looks great. So you know, I I think it's probably one of the better looking zombie games in a long time. Like I I, nice. I dropped off dying. I was I I said on social media, like I dropped off dying light two really fast. Like I right I tapped it after five hours, and like I I don't know why I've tried three or four times to play through it, but it never clicked with me. And then as soon as I launched up that two. I was like, this is what I want. It's it's a game that doesn't take itself too seriously. You're you're literally yeah. just you're booting it up, you're having fun. The characters are making jokes and like they're 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 making light of the situation. And I like that about it. Like I mean yeah. not everything needs to be like end of the world serious. <laughs> Dark and grim and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like having my, fun with like, it. I'm playing as a, a gigolo who's making jokes about like getting <laughs> getting laid when he gets back civilization and it's like that's great i love that like i know yeah it's not everyone's cup of tea but like that's what i kind of wanted from from dead island because i mean that's what the original game was it was a light-hearted open world rpgs set on like this five-star resort resort and i think it was like benoit which is like a fictional city i love that mm. but they take that they kind of lay some easter eggs out for people who are returning and like it, it, it bridges just enough to to make it feel like everyone feels welcome so like returning players and new players like it's a great game i mean the only thing i can say is the story is kind of i don't want to say mid but it, it was pretty basic i mean it, it's a typical right. zombie game where you're you're trying to basically you find out you're immune all this so any game eric any character in this game that you're playing as is is immune to the virus so like you get bit you can take you're a fine. couple of bites you're fine yeah you're trying to find a you're you're trying to meet up with the military to to basically get a, a uh, vaccine ready for you so that's basically the whole premise and then it kind of unfolds off there from there but under embargo still for yeah. stories spoilers, right so like that's basically okay. all i can say but like it, it it does enough but like it's it's very late it's very late on the story i mean clearly it's a zombie game the developers wanted to focus on the flash system and the combat and I, they, they nailed that spectacularly it's probably Good. one of the greatest zombie Good. games i played nice and yeah definitely worth checking out I know it's a little bit expensive in Canada. I think I'm seeing prices at like ninety four dollars here in Canada, but yeah, it's a full price thing. Yeah, it's it. I mean, it's 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 more expensive than the average retail price now because our games in Canada are about eighty nine dollars at that launch. It's a little bit more expensive. It, yeah, seventy nine plus tax is over ninety bucks. Well, so, not even that. Like even newer games, like first party Sony games and stuff, are eighty nine dollars now. It's wild, man. It's wild. It's crazy, hey, hey like, you know, the people that developers need to get paid, I get it. Um, it's just, it's hard. It's hard for the consumer, right? 100%. Whole, Canada, yeah. everything's just, uh, it's hard to justify the prices, especially given with all that stuff that's happening in Canada now. But I mean, when the timer is right, pick up this game. If you see it on a sale, it's worth it. I mean, I really, really like this game. I I'm definitely really, more, yeah, I'm, I'm personally more interested just based on what you're saying and, and reading part of your review. Uh, I didn't get through the whole review because I was like, I was reading it and then I was like, oh shit, we got to record. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm definitely more interested. So you've, you've almost completely sold me. So I'll tell you that. There's much. some cool weapons. Yeah. And like, don't forget, like, it's, like I said, it's a zombie game. It's, there's just a lot of fun weapons to find. Like you're always crafting new cool things like shock katanas or I found a yeah. golf club that I added. Um, I, I found like I, I can't remember what it was. I think it was like a oh geez I can't remember. But it's basically you can yeah you can equip like I I don't want to go into because there's there's there are like stuff you find later in the game that you can add yeah. to weapons that they, but like there are cool things you can do with weapons like you're you're 
there is weapon durability. So if you're you're against that, don't worry too much. Luckily, the thing is with this game is you're always finding cool new weapons. Like you might yeah, find a zombie right. who drops like um, I found one that dropped a, a shotgun, and then his partner dropped a brand new katana or like a a ma- like a makeshift sword. You can you're always finding really cool weapons. So, like you break them, and then you're like, well, whatever. I've got six other cool weapons that are, are right there. <laughs> right. You can always just repair them. Like you're always repairing. I read uh, an interview with a developer saying like, Hey, like we, we know that not everyone likes weapon durability, but our focus was cool weapons and how to use them and, and just being the shit the zombies. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like, they're like, the whole thing is, do you want to repair your old favorite weapon? And do you want to keep exploring and finding new favorite weapons? Because that's what happened. Like I was storing a couple weapons in my storage and I was like, I'll come back to them. But then I found stronger, better versions that had, elemental stuff like fire or, or shock or, or poison or whatever and i was like well these are way better so like why am i hoarding right and i right. know it's broken right so like you're man I, I get into that habit right. with games too i do that all the time when it comes to games that have that type of system i'm like oh i'm, I'm gonna hold on to that and then i f- either i forget about it or i realize exactly like you just said oh well i got the new one i'm, I'm gonna keep using the new stuff yeah it's, exactly. it's awesome so yeah. like they found a good balance for that. Like, That's I, good. There are games like Zelda. I know people always compare it to Zelda Breath of the Wild because that weapon durability system is either make or break for a lot of people. But for me, it's better than that. Like they found the right balance of old versus new, and like it, it it stands to be one of the better durability systems I've seen so far. Nice, nice. Well, that helps. That's that's good. Um, that is uh, Dead Island 2 and Dredge. Those are the two games that we've been playing. And before we get into the Nintendo Indie World uh, stream video presentation that they put up earlier today as of this recording on uh, on April 19th, I want to mention that I didn't just play games. I don't know if you knew this, Bobby, but I can read. I don't know I, if you knew that. I wasn't aware um, of that because yeah. I still don't know how. Exactly. Yeah, I know I'm learning. It's a process. It's really difficult, but I've lost um, the ability. I know how it feels. <laughs> honestly, right? <laughs> um, I every time I go, you know, every summer or spring, if I if I, you know, I'm going my wife's family, I'm lucky enough that that they have a family cottage. So we go there a decent amount in the summer and stuff. I always sort of pick a book or two that is usually pretty nerdy that I sort of spend my time reading since we went away for a week. I was like, you know what? I got the perfect book. It's gonna set me up for the next star wars video game so star wars uh jedi survivor am i getting that right uh i always yeah that's the one that's coming out in the next couple of weeks i'm very excited to play that very excited for the story and and everything that they've sort of talked about with it but there is a book that sort of meshes the first game and the second game and and takes place just before uh jedi survivor comes around it is jedi battle scars i'm showing it on this on the video right now um it's about a uh two to three hundred page book uh that uh follows the gang from the original game and from the new one on a couple of like adventures and does a lot of really great character building and i think there's a decent amount of story and character moments and stuff in the first game for sure but you're still sort of getting to know everybody and this takes place I think they say it's roughly three or four years later. And then the game is five or six years after the initial one. So this one uh, goes on a couple of different, you know, missions that for, you know, kind of are successful and then go down, you know, t- typical sort of star Wars and, and uh, sci-fi and action sort of uh, uh, right. setting like that. Not everything goes perfectly. Cause that's how it goes. 
Um, but through all of that, there's a lot of really good um, banter between the characters. There's a lot of great explanation of some of the background of some of these characters that you didn't get a chance to get in the first game, um, whether that's Cal or any of the other characters. It's it's really does a really good job of that. So I think it's great that I that to read. And if anyone has, you know, if if a 250 page book doesn't sound like too much of a uh, undertaking over the next couple of weeks before Jedi Survivor comes out. I highly recommend right. reading this. I think you'll get a little bit more of an appreciation for the characters and what's coming in the story, at least. Um, I don't think it's necessary reading. Like, I don't think you're going to, like, not understand what's going on in the game, it doesn't sound like. But it really does a good job of having you appreciate uh, all the characters and some of their background and where their relationships are going into the game because things do develop even just in just this book, even though there is a larger time frame that takes place sort of around it as well. So uh, Jedi Battle Scars, that's the book that I picked up and I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, a really good time with these characters and has me even more excited for the game now. So thumbs up for that. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. I, I don't I'm surprised there's no audiobook. like they have the perfect cast mm. to make an audiobook for this game. And yeah. What like I'm definitely going to check it out because I mean, if it if it's like you said, like four years after uh, Star Wars Fallen Order, I yep. might as well check it out because it looks pretty cool. I'm just looking it up. Yeah, they reference like like <laughs> missions that they've been going on over the last couple of years. Like they sort of say things like that throughout it, um, whether it's text in between dialogue or actual dialogue. So there's still a little bit of a history that isn't told, but that's okay. It just goes ahead in the future for a little bit after the, at the end of the first game. They reference things that happened in the first game, so you can sort of place right. what their mindset was and and why they did they may have done certain things and and sort of especially towards the end of the game. Uh, especially with with uh, with Cal and what happens to him at the end. I won't spoil it if anyone hasn't played that game. Um, right. The sort of end sequence there, they reference that a few times and really sort of understand how they've dealt with that going forward. And um, and I, I'm interested to see where they go with a couple of relationships in this based on what they set up in this book. So I, I think they're going to do a lot of that in the game or they, they could potentially do a lot of that in the game. And I, I think it's... I think they're going in the right direction with the character moments. Um, and I hope the game picks up where this book left off. Uh, it sounds like it's a roughly leaves off maybe a few months or a year before the game picks up. So it's, it's, it's really good. Jedi battle scars. Uh, check it out. It is a book available now. Um, I can read. Yay. Yay. Me go learning, go learning, go, go, learning. go words. Um, go words so nintendo indie world is the latest uh stream that nintendo has uh put out there you can find all that information uh the actual stream itself on the nintendo youtube page but we also have a write-up at consolecreatures.com as well with all the trailers that were available so it's an easy way to sort of find them all in one place and all separated as well so you don't have to sit through an entire uh 20 minute or half hour stream um I just wanted to mention it because I wanted to mention a couple of like highlights, at least for me personally, and some of the big, bigger, I would say, games that were sort of released. Uh, first and foremost, I want to mention uh, Tesla Grad 2, which I played in a preview month and a half, two months ago or something. And at the time, they said it was going to be released in spring of 2023. During this presentation, they shadow dropped it. It is available right now. Um, so you can play Tesla grad two right now, and you can also play a remastered version of the first one. Uh, that's also available 
in one package or separately. So uh, it's a really cool platforming game that uses a lot of elemental and um, I guess you could call it electric and magnet uh, sort of um, technology. Uh, check out the trailer. Check out the article. We have a right. quick write up about what it is um, currently and the fact that it's available now. It's 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 a great cool looking indie game has a lot of style i had a great time with it even though the the um preview build i think it was roughly like an hour hour and a half was pretty short but it was it felt good um so i'm excited to try i'm excited to play this uh game in full so that's tesla grad too um and of course i have to mention i have to mention a game that has been on my most anticipated list for the past three years in a row it is Oxen Free 2 Lost Signals. Um, I absolutely adore the first one. I've talked about it a few times on the podcast. I won't go too, too deep into it. But, um, you know, the, the studio was acquired by Netflix a couple of years ago. I don't know if that had anything to do with the game being delayed or changed or, you know, it's business. Sometimes it just slows it down the process it could, be COVID. it could be anything right covid yeah. a lot of things right totally fine it is what it is yes i wanted to play this game two years ago when they announced it but hey it is what it is um so i'm really excited they have an announcement date for this it is july 12th so this is i was telling someone um over discord i was chatting to someone that i've podcasted with previously and they said oh hey did you see the trailer did you see the announcement and i said yep this is the one game that's probably going to get me to stop playing diablo in the middle of july so <laughs> Yeah, seriously. <laughs> this is going to be the one. So I'm very excited for this. Um, I don't remember, Bobby. Did you play the first one? Years ago. I, I have to yeah, go back. But it's been out. a long time. I think, yeah, when it came out. Yeah. I mean, everyone was talking about it. I was like, well, I have to check it out. And I ended up liking it. I just, I, I completely forgot about it. I honestly couldn't tell you what happened at this point. But like, I. Fair enough. I have it on um on my iPhone through, through uh, Netflix. So I'm going to check it out again. Thankfully, it's part of the subscription, right? So if you want to check out the first one, just boot off Netflix, go into the app and just find it and load it onto your phone or tablet yeah. or whatever. But like, it's, yeah. it's sort of like a, uh, it, it, it's in the style of, uh, or the gameplay style sort of, is kind of like the old LucasArts yeah. uh, point and click adventure type games, uh, that sort of 2D, but with much richer style, amazing voice acting, I think. I think the voice acting is incredible and the writing. Uh, I love the music. It's one of my favorite soundtracks. So I, I can gush about it all day, but um, I'm very, very excited for the sequel. And they hadn't basically have been almost silent on this game for over a year. Now they have a release date and I'm very excited in a few months when it, uh, when it comes out. So I, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I wouldn't say the recent trailer, but like there's that one where they're on the boat and it's maybe the, the, the reveal trailer. That one kind of caught me. I was like, this looks incredible. Like, what's the first one about? That's what I was like. That's why I was like, I gotta go back and play the first one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They right. do. I, I like Night School Studios. Is a great studio. Like, I love their games. Yeah, but I, my favorite game by them was After Party. I don't know if you ever played After Party, but like, yep. that's I have. I have a yeah. vinyl of the soundtrack because I love their games and their music so much. Uh, and I don't even have a record player. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem I, i'm thinking because i want to get vinyls too because yeah i want to start playing. so i have it for eventually what i have so yes exactly. no that uh after party is awesome after it's a lot of it's, fun it's, it's my favorite game like i yeah. just the the way it unfolds and like the premise yeah. of it it's such a great idea but kind of kind of like what dead island was for you it doesn't really take itself too seriously in a really like at great all way. but like it yeah. does go it, well it, you know what surprisingly it does take itself seriously because it's just depending on your choices right it can either right. be a sure. serious, serious game yeah, 
excuse me. But yeah, it's 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 a great game. If you haven't played After Party, check that out because you still have got what four. You've got three months until Oxen Free comes out, so you have time to play Oxen Free and After Party, and then get ready yeah. for Oxen Free too. Because yep, really, indie games are the best way to kill your day. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> just play indie games. Play indie games. Yeah, it's great. And their their stories are, are really like compelling. Um, and the writing I've always found is really great. Uh, it has like a great balance between being serious and being funny and witty and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's why I'm really excited for that. Um, and uh, I, I don't know if you if you I can't remember if you said that you you played it or not, but Blasphemous 2 looks really interesting. Did you play the first one? I did. Um, also a game I played what three years, two years ago. It's actually yeah, two years ago. Great little game. I mean, it's if you like those like soul souls metroid I, i'm let's let's coin any terms soul troid because it's well, one of those soul troid okay all right it's like a soul troid game where you're, you've got that that deep combat and you have like those those unexpansive worlds with like interconnecting uh ins and outs like it, it's one of those games like it yeah it's, it's cool 2d little, but it's also it's, it's it's 2d with really difficult sort of mostly melee combat yeah yeah, so not too long ago, I guess it was two, three weeks ago on, on the podcast, I talked about playing uh, Escape Academy for the first time and really, really enjoyed it. I've played one more session since then with my buddy Mike, and we're still really enjoying it. We're going to keep going. I think we have like, I don't know, like three little sort of sections of the story left. Uh, now Switch is going to get the complete edition, which has like all the DLC and things like that. Man, this game is really fun. So I'm happy that more people get to play it and uh, and that the DLC is included too. So that's it's pretty sweet. It's like their yeah. complete slash game of the year edition, whatever whatever they want to call it, you know, director's cut or whatever. So um, it's a great game. I, I think it kind of went under people's radar a little bit and it did for me too until we recently played it. It's great. It's really, I highly recommend it. It's really fun. I didn't know. Friend. I didn't know about it until you told it. And like, it's, it's, I, it's one of those games where I had to wish list. Like my my wish list is growing as big as my backlog, so it's like right. Oh God. I know, but I'm gonna check it out. If it's coming to Switch, that's perfect for me. I I play my Switch more than even my consoles these days. Like I'm just finding more and more. You know, I like handheld gaming. I don't know if it's just you know the convenience or it's just the game yeah i prefer it maybe but yeah i don't know the the only thing that that i was sort of thinking because i've i've played it now and i and i sort of see how like the it works and i think i remember telling you guys how you can kind of see the other player's screen like vertically or horizontally like split screen i don't know if handheld if that's going to work as well because you do have to look at some details and everything because the screen's going to be so small and it's not that the text is small or any of the details in the game itself are but it's just right. a, it's just smaller real estate. So I think you could take it on the go, um, but to play it online with friends or coach co-op with someone, I think is where the game really shines. And, right. uh, you know, you don't have, I don't think, not that you have to play it on a TV, especially if you have like, you know, the, the non, uh, the one that doesn't have a dock or anything, but um, right. I think seeing more, is probably better in it, but, uh, but it's a great game regardless. I still think it's something that people have a lot of fun with really easy to control. So it really doesn't matter what console it's on, if it's handheld or not. So that really works. Um, yeah. Escape Academy is really fun. So that, that could be a really nice, like surprise standout. I think so more people can play it. So, um, and then, uh, and then I think we have to mention, uh, we have to mention, uh, the studio that brought us, uh, 
uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer. It is Rift yeah. of the Necrodancer now. Um, this is more of a uh, more I, I not typical uh, rhythm game, but it has sort of like a timeline, unlike their other games. Um, that's all rhythm based and everything and, and music based. So this looks really cool. I don't know. I mean, the style and then the and the the way that the other games play is is awesome. So I mean, it's hard to ignore this one. <laughs> I I can't say I actually ever finished it. The the first one. So, I only played the first one. I didn't play the the Zelda like the Hyrule one. See, Steve that. played that one. He, he was gushing over it. Yeah. So I mean, cool. Like I'm I'm gonna check it out. Like just the trailer looks incredible. Like I do like yeah. what they're doing with it, but. I don't know rhythm games like I. It's not like I have bad rhythm. I just uh, I don't enjoy them as much. Like even Hi-Fi Rush, like I I'm playing through it slowly, but like it's just, it didn't catch me like everyone else. Ah, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's it's. it's I think it's just different me. approach. It's just but still. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like it, it, that's to say, it, I think I'm not very good at them, but I find them fun, <laughs> which is kind of like they are Hi-Fi fun. Rush They're sort of so much sort fun, of right? Yeah, exactly. Hi-Fi Rush kind of like. The, the one of the points of that game is that it tries to do like a middle ground where it's not too difficult. It also lets you succeed even if you're not great at it. And, you know, that's kind of why I think maybe right. it, it flowed with me better and everything. But um, but that's fair. I mean, it's totally fair. Not every game is for everybody. So it is what it is. But uh, but it looks it looks pretty cool. Um, very stylish, like the rest of their stuff. Um, anything else that tickles your fancy on this list here? There is a bunch. So the first one they show was Minako's Night Market which looks so cute and incredible. Yeah. And I'm just going to pull up the description because like, really, I, I mean, I just, I just saw the trailer. I learned nothing about it. I still have to go back and watch the whole showcase, but let's read it together. So basically <laughs> I, I, it's from humble. Now we know I can read. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meowza games. I've never heard of them, but whatever they're doing, I like it. Minako's Night Market is a game that celebrates Japanese culture while introducing a heartwarming story about friendship, tradition, and many, many cats. So it kind of reminds me of um, Beacon Beacon Hills. Is that the one you played? Uh, oh, Beacon, Beacon, Pines. Hills. Beacon Pines. Beacon Pines. There's another yep. game it reminds like just the art style. Uh, it's like yeah, kind of like yeah, the yeah, Cult yeah. of the Lamb. It's yeah. a mix yeah, of so um, um, what, I can't remember the game was. It's like um. Jeez, what was that game where you have you were stuck on an island? It's like you have to survive together. Oh, man, it's gonna bother uh, me. Like, don't 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 starve. Don't starve. Maybe yeah. Don't starve. It kind of reminds me of Don't Starve. Bit. Yeah, yeah. But, it's a little like, bit of a mix. Of, it's a mix eye. of all of those. The style is fantastic. Honestly, I love the style. That's what caught my attention. Yeah. Like right I away, I, I like that. And then there was um, bomb. Funk Cyber Rush, which is like a Jet Set Radio sequel. Like I would say, it's a spiritual spiritual successor. Yep, I really like the art style in that game. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with it. But I mean, that looks incredible. It's and it's coming soon. So really, you can't go wrong with more of that kind of like I don't know, cyber futuristic. Yeah, it's awesome. whatever you call it. But yeah, and then there's obviously what well, you mentioned, Oxen Free Two. Chance yep. of Sinar looks great, which kind of reminds me of Journey from that game company. Mm, right. Another fri- uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Another um, Five Nights at Freddy's. They, there's Brotato, which looks now. hilarious. Dude, Brotato is surprisingly great. It's it's. I wrote it down. It's 
because I played it very briefly. There was like a demo, I think it was that I played. Right. Um, Cause I don't own it, but uh, it is like vampire survivors, but twin stick shooting really. Oh, beautiful. Um, I like that. Yeah. So it's a little bit more active. I would say it's not quite the same game, but it's that style. I would say a twin stick vampire survivors is sort of like a way to, a way to play it, but it's, it's awesome. It's, it's really fun, really goofy. Um, yeah, it's it's worth a shot. It's like it's honestly, I think it's like four or five bucks. Like it's super cheap or something. I'll have to check it out. Um, like, I could honestly, be wrong in the exact price, but it's it's really fun. I'm I'm just going through the list right now. I think I want to play every single game that they announced today. Like Crimal Clock. <laughs> I have no idea what that is, but it looks cool. Animal yep. Well, like Animal I, Well, which I think we've seen before, but it but it looks so crazy and and interesting. Exactly, and then you have uh, the Cult of the Lamb DLC, Relics of the Old Faith. Like I loved what uh, Cult of the Lamb last year, and yep, and really that's out in a couple days, enough. and it's yep. it's out in a couple days and free, so everybody gets it if you own the game. Which is exactly, awesome. so like, and there's Shadows and Low Overloathing. Like, there's mm-hmm. so many cool little indie games that are coming to the Switch over the next like five, six months that it's really like. Who has the time to play all these? Because they all look incredible. Like, I will make the time, today. Bobby. I will make. Don't worry, everybody. I will make the time, and I will do my best to review as many as I can. I promise. <laughs> I I'm gonna try to be there with you because, like, I yeah. these little games are probably what keeps me going and playing games. Is it's it's not the big games anymore. It's it's all these little indie games that are like ten hours that they have something original, something cool to yeah. keep you hooked. And this is what I'm. This is why I like Nintendo. I guess this is probably why I like my handheld the most. It's it's these little games where I can just play on the couch. I think this yes. is, that was that's my yes. that's my answer. It's it's that's, being able to play these little indie games on the couch while I'm watching TV or something. Yep, yep. It's it's but, a big it's a big plus. I mean, I I you know, there's lots of ways to do that with the Switch, whether it's something new or whether it's you know the Switch Online games and stuff. But like a lot of these games, they're 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 sort of meant for these sort of like bite sized. Uh, 20 minute half hour 10 minute experiences and you get you'll get something out of it and that's great that they're you know a lot of these games aren't just on switch but if they are it's almost like they're they're meant to be and and that's awesome it feels like that exactly that's probably the best way to say it's meant to be but yeah honestly today's indie direct showcase was pretty spectacular for for indie games and i'm glad that they're supporting the initiative so much because like you don't see as much on playstation anymore you don't see it as much on xbox even though i know they have they both have their indie programs but i mean nintendo's pretty good with their consistency in supporting these these smaller games and developers yep and and it's just a great way to find them and uh a great what's nice about these games too like specifically for like a nintendo platform is that their first party games are almost never on sale and when they are it's like oh you saved three dollars what a deal these games are most kicker that's it. so these games give you that sort of like that opportunity to play something great and unique on Switch that doesn't cost you 80 to 100 dollars. You can get 3 of these games sometimes or 2 of them for that same price and have an amazing time and that's why I think it's it's a great thing to pay attention to stuff like this when they pop up um cuz you're going to find some sort of gem in there that you didn't know you wanted. Like there's going to be something in here like Blasphemous 2 caught my eye. I didn't even know that there was a one and number two caught my eye and I'm really excited to try it when it comes out. So there you go. Already I got something on my, on my wish list, on my watch list that I'm going to sort of pay attention to just based on what I saw today. That was like, you know, 45 seconds. So um, yeah, it's, it's a cool place to have this stuff. So um, we'll look forward to, to all these games and um, 
couple more uh, reviews coming down the pipeline before next episode. So we'll uh, tease ahead to that a little bit. But uh, consolecreatures.com, sir, is where everyone can find our good stuff. And uh, online, some handles as well. I don't I don't keep track exactly what they are. What are they again? <laughs> I mean, when you're still got that vacation fog, I can't blame I, you. So like, I, that's fine. It's hard, man. It's tough. It's okay. It's console creature because we can't afford the S on Twitter anymore. <laughs> Must doesn't want to give us the freebie. The, the, console creature. the free S. <laughs> console creature on Twitter. Instagram is console creatures and Facebook is real console creature because that's just the way things happen, I guess. I don't know. I didn't do it. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> decided that was what we we're gonna do years ago. So you'll find us. We're on check out our LinkedIn tree or whatever that thing is, and you can just find yep. us there. Yep. Plaster all over my profile. Exactly. So find find our stuff online there and uh, and reviews at consolecreature.com and and news uh, items that pop up each and every day. And uh, also, again, I'll say it again, uh, YouTube channel. Um, a lot of the games that I'm reviewing, especially indie ones, I try to take gameplay videos as well. Um, so it's not just a trailer that's attached to the article, not just something that you have to go search for. You can just go to our YouTube channel and watch those as well. It's usually about 15 to 30 minutes of gameplay of like the first sort of like half hour of a game, which is a lot of fun. And uh, also this podcast will also be available on YouTube as well when this launches. But until next time, everybody, thanks for joining us. Bye.